0: Good morning, Houston and Clear Lake area, and welcome to Thrive Life Radio. This is Amy Robinson. I am your host today. I am founder of My Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company, and thank you for joining me on this end of the year weekend. I cannot believe we have made it all the way through the craziness of what is 2017. Hoping that 2018 is going to be awesome for all of you. If you're making your resolutions and your goals, we're going to be talking about that next month, and I'll talk about that a little bit today. So you get to just look and look at me and listen to me today. I'm all, all on my own because I am doing Friday Q and A. Part of my concept for this show is that I'm bringing you information that you want to know about, that you want to learn about, that's going to impact your life. So it's not just about me getting up here and talking and telling you what I know, but also about helping you make some real life changes. And hopefully I can give you some good tips and tricks today and things to do that can make an immediate impact on your life. I have had some great questions come in over the last 24 hours. So if you're watching me today, I would love for you to also just chime in with more questions I'm going to be covering things from kicking the sugar habit to the blood type diet um, to gluten-free to your kids eating more vegetables. So I have a lot of great, great content to cover today. So if you have anyone in your circle who might be interested in that, please share this out and hopefully I will answer some questions for them. So I'm gonna actually just jump right in here because I do have quite a few questions already to get to. Um, So the first one that came in was from Megan, a good friend of mine, and she was asking me about kicking sugar after the holidays. So this is a big one, in general and and a topic that a lot of people have a problem with and a lot of people have a lot of anxiety over as far as what to do when it comes to the topic of sugar. I actually just did a really great video with my friend Dr. Katherine Hansen on um, her website DrKatherineHansen.com. We're actually talking about cancer and sugar but we discussed sugar pretty in-depth so if you want a little more in-depth than what I'm going to go into today definitely hop over there and check out that video we just posted it this past week it's going to be on the um, Empowered Women's Circle group page. So go in there and check it out. So let's get back to sugar here. So the biggest issue with sugar is that it's extremely pervasive in the diet. So just to give you a little bit of context, 150, 200 years ago, the average person ate about four pounds of sugar per year. Today, we eat roughly half a pound of sugar per day. So that's an astounding difference between where we were just and 100, 150 years ago to what we're doing today and that is part of the reason why it's so impactful on the body is because it's just so pervasive it's in a lot of packaged foods you know all of our sugars and sweets but it's also in things that you may not think about like your barbecue sauce it's in your ketchup it's in salad dressings and then even like a little thing of yogurt can sometimes have up to 26 grams of sugar so what are you supposed to do when it's all over the place and a lot of times you're eating eating it in places you don't think. Well, usually we're thinking, oh, candy bars, cookies, sweets, pies, cakes, and things like that. But again, it's the hidden sugars that are really the issue. So. The first thing I would recommend doing if you're interested in really trying to either completely remove or just reduce the sugars from your diet, because again, they're very impactful on the body, they create a lot of infl- inflammation, they c- create free radicals, they create oxidative stress, they create weight gain, all kinds of things. They can cause neurological issues, contribute to depression and anxiety, and of course we know diabetes, um, but also impact kids with ADHD and things like that. So. If it's a problem for you and something you're really looking to make a change with, the first thing I would recommend doing is actually keeping a food log for three to five days. So a food log means you're going to write down absolutely everything that you're eating and drinking over that period of time. You don't need to do this for weeks and weeks, just a couple of days. And what you're trying to accomplish by doing that is seeing where the sugar actually is in the diet because there are so many hidden sugars in foods. So start paying attention to the packaged foods that you're gravitating towards. See how much sugar is in there. I know usually we're just looking at the calories and the fat content, but the sugar is really critical. Even when we have, um, if you're doing blood tests and you have really high triglycerides, a lot of times that is actually sugar related and not fat related like we've been told. we're gonna to talk about cholesterol next month. Um, So that's the first thing that i would do make a food log see where the sugar is coming from and then just start making some swaps so if you're doing a lot of packaged food you're not really cooking at home quite yet although i would tell you that cooking at home this is something else i'll talk about in just a minute cooking at home is actually a really integral part of making healthy changes you have to get back in the kitchen or have someone come in and cook for you so that can happen Um, so you're going to find the places where you need to make swaps so Again, if you're doing mostly packaged, processed foods, go to the more organic, healthy section. Healthy natural section. Natural really doesn't have a whole lot of meaning, but go to the healthy natural section in your grocery store. And whatever product it is that you're currently using, look for something that's very similar to that. Check the ingredients, look at the sugar content, and if it's a reduction, you can go ahead and make that swap. That's something pretty simple you can do without taking you too far out of your own wheelhouse. So that's something I would definitely recommend doing right off the bat because it's a really simple change that you can make and again the next thing you're going to need to do is start getting in the kitchen so if you're eating out most of your week and the predominantly every single day most of your meals are eating out i want you to just pick two or three meals that you can start cooking at home so this again it's not saying you need to cook from scratch every single meal you don't need to cook every single day pick a couple of meals and start cooking at home using whole fresh foods so that is fruits and vegetables that is meats grains, beans, whatever it is that lends itself to your diet. Those are the foods that you wanna gravitate towards because immediately, just by making those two changes, making some swaps in the processed foods that you're already currently using and then cooking a couple meals at home, immediately you're going to reduce the impact of that stress on your body. And the stress on your body is truly one of the underlying factors of creating disease and chronic long-term problems in the body. It's the stress. So the stress of the sugar is creating that issue. I wanna give you a really great visual of something that sugar does in the body when it's in excess. So if you think about licking a lollipop or in our case, since it's Christmas, a candy cane. And when you lick the candy cane and then it gets that sticky kind of tackiness to the candy cane, that actually starts happening in the tissue in the body. So if you're eating sugar and in, in excess, again, a little bit of sugar is not probably not gonna hurt most of you, but if you're eating in excess, so in excess, I would say over 20 grams of added sugar, sugar a day. That's a pretty good hallmark. If you're eating in excess, this starts to actually happen in your tissues. And that begins to break the tissues down early on. So we're talking about actually from the cellular level, even reducing your biological age, or I'm sorry, increasing your biological age as opposed to your chronological age. So I'm 40 years old. If I'm eating tons and tons of sugar, I'm, I could actually increase my biological age you know, by five to 10 years. So my body is older, even though my actual age is not. So sugar is very detrimental to the body. And I know it's a difficult thing to give up. It's very addicting. We love our sugar. It tastes really, really good. But in excess, again, so we don't wanna be crazy, but in excess, this is a problem for a lot of people. So your highlights, Make a food log, see where the sugar is coming from, make your swaps if possible, and then cook a couple meals at home. Those are three things you can do literally this week to start making some shifts in your diet. It it might sound overwhelming, do them one at a time, but you can really make it happen. And again, just small changes sometimes can make an enormous impact. So don't be afraid to just jump in and go for it. You don't have anything to lose, but better health. So I think it's a win-win. The next question I have, which I love, is from Jeanette, and she had a question about what we call nutrient-dense food versus cheap calories. So this kind of goes hand-in-hand with the sugar talk here. So nutrient-dense food are your vegetables, are your healthy meats, are your grains and your beans. Those things have a lot of nutrients in them per calorie. A cheap calorie would be your cakes and your cookies or Um, something very heavily processed that you're buying, your waffles and your pancakes and stuff like that, that you would buy maybe in the frozen section. Those are cheap calories. There's not a lot of nutrients in it. The body runs off of nutrients. Everything that goes on in the body works because of the nutrients that we put in. So if everything you're eating is cheap calories, the body's going to break down much faster. Again, reducing or increasing your biological age compared to your chronological age. So that's a really big problem. The nutrient dense foods are going to give your body what it needs to function that can also really be related to weight gain or weight loss. If you're having a lot of trouble losing weight and the food that you're putting into your body is very low in nutrients, the body really thinks it's starving. So you could actually not be eating a lot, but be eating foods that are just very low nutrient dense and the body will still continue to either maintain weight or put on weight because it thinks it's in starvation mode because it's not getting the nutrients it needs to actually perform its daily functions. So, nutrient dense food is really, really important. The other part of the question that Jeanette had for me was about budget and time. And Erica actually threw this out to me too, because it really is one of the kind of key excuses of not making any changes is that it's too expensive to make the changes, and I don't have the time. So let's kind of talk about those two separately. So let's talk about budget first. So, Kind of like what, what I like to tell people, there are areas where this is going to be more expensive. Meats in particular, to get grass-fed, pastured, is going to be more expensive than your conventional grown. Again, going back to the, the idea of that nutrient density, the pastured grass-fed meats have a lot more nutrients in it. So you're literally getting what you pay for. If you're going to go for the cheap food because it's just a little bit easier on the budget, you're not going to get the things that your body needs. So spending a little bit more predominantly in the meat section, I would very much I would very much recommend that because the the confined meats, as we'll call them, you know, so you've got your animals who are in confinement, who are they're in cages, they don't have access to sunlight, they don't have access to grass, they're very, very stressed out and they're eating things that they shouldn't be. So the animals are much, much sicker. So if you can make that upgrade to those pastured meats where they're out on grass, they're eating a diet that's appropriate for them, the nutrient content in the meat then is going to be much, much higher. So that's an area I absolutely say. you get your bang for your buck. So go for the better quality. When it comes to fruits and vegetables, a great thing you can do for budget is follow what's called the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. So this is, you can find this on the Environmental Working Group. This is ewg.org, Environmental Working Group. They put this out every year. They update it sometimes twice a year. The Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So the Dirty Dozen are gonna be the fruits and vegetables that are highest dose in pesticides and all of that kind of stuff. So you really wanna buy those organic. Everything else you can really buy conventional. You don't need to spend your money there, which is why I recommend spending your money on the meat instead. So in so the Dirty Dozen is where you want to buy organic clean 15. You definitely do not need to buy that There's an app for this too because there's an literally an app for everything So hop onto your store and find the Dirty Dozen app and that will tell you even all the in-betweens Because of course there's more than just Dirty Dozen clean 15 when it comes to fruits and vegetables It'll give you the whole in-between and you can make your decisions within that So again kind of going back to the meat really quick In the store, you're not going to find pastured chicken. You will find pastured eggs. You will find grass-fed beef. Um, In the store, it's going to run about $7 to $9 per pound. That's going to be pretty on average with what you're going to find in the local farmer's market as well. But you can also look into buying like a quarter or a half beef, which is actually going to cut that price in half. So if you're looking at saving money there, that's a great way to do it. So we're going to take a quick break. I know I've given you a lot of information already and I've only gone through two questions of like the 12 questions I have, but I have a lot more information for you. So hang tight with me. I'll be right back. If you have more questions, holler out to me on Facebook and I will see you in just a minute.
1: What do you get
2: when you get associated? They're super convenient and super friendly.
1: I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares and you
0: can join. So get
2: associated. Associated Credit Union of Texas, Lori Copper. a name you can trust. Lori copper A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori. Why are you saying it like that? copper Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? copper If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori. Copy. Oh, for God's sake. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends.
3: Hi, this is Bertrand McHenry and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio.
1: You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative and cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. K. Mcunnus's Be Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call K now for your personal consultation 713-269-5372. There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you.
2: Hey, this is Doug with Clear Lake Today, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio.
1: The Close Horse Boutique. Find out why they're one of the hottest boutiques in the Bay Area. Located in the beautiful League City Historic District, the Close Horse Boutique. 281-332-2383. Stop by today and find out why they were just voted the best ladies boutique in the Bay Area. The Close Horse Boutique.
0: Welcome back everybody to Thrive Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Robison, and I am doing Friday Q&A. So I am answering your questions today, giving you the information you need to make healthy choices as we go into this new year. There are a lot of misconceptions and difficult things to navigate when you go to the grocery store. We are just having this great conversation on the break. Um, those of you on Facebook were probably um, listening in, but if you weren't, then you kind of missed out what we were talking about. So. Before the break, the last thing I was kind of going through was nutrient-dense food versus cheap food and buying pastured versus um, conventional and organic versus conventional, and is it worth the price and making those changes. And so, the reason it, again, that it's worth the price of making those changes when it comes to those, the real whole foods, I'm gonna get into some other packaged foods here in a minute, when it, it it makes a difference because again, the body runs off of nutrients. So everything that's going in the body requires a set of nutrients. So if you're putting in just packaged processed foods that are cheap calories that don't have nutrients with them, the body is not going to work as well. It can make it harder to lose weight, it contributes to chronic disease issues, um, it just, it causes a lot more problems. So so money wise I kind of like to tell my clients you know you're going to spend the money one way or the other you're either going to spend it now on those foods or you're going to spend it later in the doctor's office because it will eventually impact your health some people sooner than later so kind of what I like to say is you know it's your health and you're the only one that really cares the most about it so those decisions have to be yours and it is your responsibility so it's not you know going to a doctor or coming to me and I'm going to fix the problem for you I'm going to give you the tools and I'm going to give you the understanding and the education to make changes, but it's up to you to really take a hold of your health. I was reading this book the other day that it's called High Performance Habits and it's it's one of my favorite books and it, you can use it for whether it's business or just your personal life. It has just very good information about in putting good habits into place um, as opposed to burning out and just like, you know, nose to the grindstone all the time. So it's a really accessible book. Um, but one of the things he talks about in there is having the energy to get through your day and really supporting the energy in the body and you know going into 2018 and saying you know instead of just I'm going to hit the gym and I'm going to make some healthy changes no I'm going to be by the end of the year I want to be the healthiest I've ever been and that is available for everybody who wants to do that but it is a responsibility and you actually have to take the steps to do it and consistently do it and sometimes you can do that on your own Um, you can you know grab some friends and family and make a support system and make those changes together and sometimes you just need to reach out to someone like there's wonderful practitioners in the area you can reach out to me and I can help you walk you through that process and again give you that education and understanding of how to make those changes and make them stick and the difference between these foods versus these foods and why it's more important to choose those healthier options as opposed to these other ones at least 80% of the time you know try to go with the 80-20 rule 20% of the time you're gonna be out with friends maybe out for a work event going to family and you don't have control over the food that's being provided for you so you just do the best that you can but 80 percent of the time have that within your control and make a connection to the food that you're putting in your body so kind of make a maybe make a resolution or a goal to not be on autopilot when it comes to eating food but actually think about what you're putting in your body and is it helping you or is it not i don't want you to become obsessed about this because that's very easy to do but you know really make a connection and just start you know, kind of digging in and saying, is this really helping me? Is, am I going to serve my energy? Is, and when you have that extra energy, then you can do all the things that you want to do. So if you're tired all the time, we need to make some adjustments in what you're putting in your body because your body is missing something that it needs for you to really thrive in your life. Thrive Life Radio. So just throwing that out there. All right. So I want to get on to gluten. So this is a huge topic and thank you for, thank you, Amanda, for um, bringing this one up. And we were actually kind of started discussing this on the break so if you're on facebook you kind of heard the information we're talking about so one of the questions that we were discussing on the break is the gluten-free product. Is it worth it? Is it necessary? Is it really healthier? So I'm going to back up just a, a quick bit here and talk about gluten sensitivity and celiac disease and all of those things. Because gluten is thrown around a lot. It's a great marketing tool. It's a great buzzword. And therein lies the problem. Because for some people, this truly is a health concern. And there's more people that this is a health concern for than we really realize. and. It can also, and a lot of times we think of problems with gluten only being a digestive issue, well, Dr. Alessio Fasano, who's one of the you know internationally known researchers of gluten issues, he says in his findings that a lot of times it's almost all neurological. So you're having um, memory issues or you're having inflammation in the brain, you're having issues with dizziness or your gait, you're having anxiety or depression, things like that. So it's not just necessarily related to having some gastro issues, but it can very much be neurological. So just want to throw that out there. So gluten-free. The best way to know if you need to be gluten-free is to actually just take it out of your diet for three to four weeks and see how you feel and then reintroduce it and see how you feel. Part of the problem with going and getting a blood test is that they're only testing for four, three to four of the gliadin protein, and gliadin is actually the actual problem in gluten itself, it's the protein. Usually when people have food sensitivities and issues, it's the protein that they're not able to break down that is actually the problem within those foods. So it's the gliadin protein. So they're only actually testing for three to four at the average doctor's office, so you can easily get a false negative. Um, There's much more sensitive testing. Cerex Labs has a really great test where Testing a huge range of these gluten gluten proteins, and so functional medicine doctors, some integrative doctors, um, they can run that test for you. It's not something that you can get just anywhere. So it's a very good, very sensitive test, and gives you a much broader range of what's going on. But truly, the easiest way to figure it out is to take it out and monitor your symptoms. Again, it can be gastro, but it can also be neurological. It can cause sleep issues. It can cause joint pain. For me, if I get exposed to gluten because I have a, I don't have celiac, but I have gluten sensitivity. I actually get really severe pain in my jaw which leads to a headache and that's how I know I've been exposed to something so it can cause more issues than you think so gluten-free product most of it is junk it's very good marketing it's you know because this is this is kind of the bandwagon everyone needs to go gluten-free and for a lot of people this is the case but because it is such a buzzword and there's such a negative connotation around it people don't want to do it because they feel like they're just kind of you know jumping on board and kind of going with the flow of what everyone else is doing when in fact it actually could make a huge change in their diet when people come to work with me I do remove gluten Gluten for every single person that comes through the door for at least three to four weeks and test it out because it is just such a high potential inflammatory food and causes so many problems for people. So we have to check it out and see if it's a problem. But most of the gluten-free foods are junk. So if you're if you're if you're making changes to remove gluten from the diet, the best thing to do again is to cook food, is to have real food. So you're doing fruits and vegetables, you're doing you know meats if that's a part of your diet, um, beans and grains, just kind of of depending there are some what we call cross-reactive foods like corn um, oatmeal can be one of them unfortunately chocolate can be one of those cross-reactive foods for people with serious sensitivities thankfully I don't have that problem I can eat chocolate so you need to kind of take that into consideration that's why if you are going gluten-free absolutely hop in there and just get going you don't need to seek someone out to start that process um there's lots of really excellent information out out there. You can even just go to Google Images and ask for gluten-free foods and gluten-containing grains and it'll tell you exactly what to look out for. So there are uh, there's a lot easier things to do now than when I started this process about 7 years ago. There wasn't a whole lot of information. Now it's much easier. You know, paleo recipes are a really easy way to find options to eat because paleo is automatically gluten-free. So that's a really great simple way to start searching out recipes. Um real Plans.com is a fantastic menu planning resource. I highly recommend it because you can personalize it to your diet. That will help you find some gluten-free options. It's very inexpensive. I think it's about $6 a month for the basic plan. So that's a really good way to find those gluten-free foods. So again, gluten-free... It is a necessary thing for a lot of people to look at, especially if you have severe gastro issues, if you've got neurological issues, headaches that are not clearing up. Um, That's a simple thing that you can do without having to go to the doctor or go to anybody else to get a test done. Just take it out of the diet for two to three weeks, three to four weeks, I I recommend it's a little bit better. Um, And that will really tell you, you know, if it's a problem for you or not. And then the reintroduction, you bring it back in. And if you get a whole host of symptoms within 24 to 72 hours, you need to take it back out again because it's definitely a problem. A lot of times what I see is when people take it out for three to four weeks, if it's a problem for them, they start noticing immediate, almost immediately that they feel better, that maybe they don't have as much bloating or their brain fog is clearing up or their joint pain is better or they're sleeping better at night. So most people when it's a problem they know immediately and they usually do not want to bring it back in so that's very very helpful when you have an actual re, you know a good reaction to it you know you can take it out so that's just a little bit about gluten thank you amanda for that her other half of her question was how to get kids to like vegetables so i was actually thinking about this question as i was driving over here today and again going back to the really great marketing in the grocery stores and even in the restaurants, kids meals Kids' Meals is such a great marketing tool because now you have to go and buy your chicken strips and your fish sticks and your french fries because that's all the kids are supposed to be eating, right? That's all that they really like. Well, I know enough people who have introduced real food to their children very, very young and their children, they don't like everything, but they have a much bigger variety of foods that they like. So starting early and not just jumping to Cheerios and things like that, because those are actually fairly inflammatory, especially at a young age, can be much better for them in the long term as far as liking a lot more foods. So if you can start early, great. Now, if you're already, you know, most the way into their childhood and you're just kind of getting started with this process, now I have a couple of tips for you. So to get them to start getting some more vegetables into the diet, some great things to do are if you're making like meatloafs or meatballs and things like that, um, just shred some zucchini into it. Um, It's in there, Uh, I don't really like to necessarily hide it from them, but it's kind of up to you. If you feel like that's what you need to do, you can go ahead and do that and just get it into their diet. So that's something you can do is just shredding up different vegetables, Zucchini and squash work really really well because they're they're so much they're so water filled that they don't really notice them and the taste is very very mild and very moderate so they don't really notice the taste and the flavor. So the next thing I recommend doing is get them involved in planning the menu doing the grocery shopping and preparing the food. If they feel like they have some ownership over what's going on and they get to make the choices and they get to help prepare it, don't be afraid of getting your kids into the kitchen. It can really transform their life. And again, you're giving them a tool that they can take with them the rest of their lives. Teach them how to cook early. They need those tools. They will be healthier in the long run. You will be setting them up for success in their health if you get them involved in the cooking process now. So that is definitely something I recommend let them let them cook. Let them plan the menu. Let them try things. You know. If you're putting things on the table that they're not used to eating, you can say, you don't have to like it. If you take one bite, that's all I'm asking. And if you don't like it, you don't need to eat anymore. That's something else you can try. Some people have success with that. Some don't. So you need to kind of, you know, feel that out for yourself. But those are some simple things that you can start doing to get the kids involved and to get them eating some more vegetables, even if it's slowly. Their palate will change as you bring these other foods in and start reducing the other foods, so the really high salty, the really high salty packaged foods, I'm not, I'm a, I'm, a salt fan, so I'm not bashing salt. The really high salty, high sugar, high poor fat packaged foods really do change the palate, and they sort of desensitize it to the sweetness and the taste of real food. So as you start making that transition, um, the tendency is to gravitate more towards the real healthy foods. So again, it'll take some time if you're just starting out, but don't be afraid, just get them involved and get them in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that helps you, Amanda, help you get your kids to like some veggies a little bit more. So I've only gone through like four of my 12 questions, which is so crazy, and I'm actually going to another break now. So when we come back, I'm going to actually skip down to a great question that came in from Patty yesterday about eating for your blood type, because there's kind of a whole other question within that question. And I think going into the first of the year when people are going to be making dietary changes and looking for that next new fad diet um, to jump on is a really really good topic for us to hit on. So I will be right back talking about how to make diet changes in 2018.
2: What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly.
0: I love being a
1: member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So,
2: get associated. Associated Credit Union of Texas.
3: When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interest as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you.
1: Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water, cause there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555, or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good.
0: Hey, this is Bren Carden, Miss Kima Teen USA 2017, and you're listening to Vinyl Giraffe Radio.
1: There's no one else like you. You are individually designed, so shouldn't your nutrition be designed just for you? Learn how to customize your life with ID Life. Go to myidlifetoday.com and find out how to live the life you want now. myidlifetoday.com Your smile is one of the first things people notice about you. Are you happy with your smile or do you try to hide it? Thanks to Dr. Derek Tekin and his amazing staff, I love my smile. Don't put off fixing what you deserve. Beautiful teeth for a new beautiful smile. Come by and see what options are available for you. Free consultations from Dr. Tekin at Tekin Smiles. Call 281-334-4944 or look them up at
0: tekinsmiles.com welcome back to thrive life radio i am your host amy robison and i am doing Friday Q&A, and I have had some great questions come in, and we've been talking about a number of different things. So if you're just tuning in now, we've talked about sugar, we've talked about um, nutrient-dense foods, we've talked about budgeting, organic versus non-organic, we've talked about going gluten-free, we've talked about how to get your kids to eat veggies. So we've covered a lot of information in the last half hour. So if you've missed any of that, and those are topics you would really like to dig into, I highly recommend just jumping onto the video or sharing it and checking back in after we're all done here so you can get in on that conversation because I gave you a lot of information and I hope it was helpful and I hope you're learning something with me today. So as we were going into break, I said I wanted to hop back in and talk about Patty's question which was about the eat for your blood type diet. and I love this question because there's there's like a whole subset of questions underneath this. And so as a nutritionist, and what I do is called functional nutrition, so I don't really use set protocols and set diets. It's about root cause and what's going on in your particular body, in your health, the story that has led you to the health concerns that you have today or the changes that you're wanting to make. That's like, that's the sweet spot for me. That's what I really want to know and I really want to dig down into. So I don't tend to use these type of diets on the whole. So I wanna explain why. So the question that Patty had for me was, is this a legit diet They eat for your blood type? And my question is, it depends. My answer is, it depends. <laughs> I love it, people love it when I give them this answer. I was like, that's not an answer, <laughs> saying it depends. Well, what does that mean? Well, it depends because you, everybody is still different. Even though we have, there are people obviously that have the same blood type, you're, Experience in life and the journey that has brought you to where you are now is different. Your environmental exposures have been different. Your stress levels have been different. Your childhood was different. Um, how many times you got sick growing up has been different. And those things also make an impact. So, what we like to kind of say about these diets is that they're excellent templates because there is a lot of very good information. We say that it's kind of true but partial because it's going to be true, absolutely true for some people. They're going to make those changes into like the blood type diet or paleo or ketogenic diet or low carb or Atkins and on and on and on because there are literally so many different diets you could choose from. So it is going to be absolutely true for some people. They are going to make those adjustments into exactly what the diet says and they are going to do phenomenally well. But then we have a very another large percentage of the people that are going to make the changes and they're going to get some results. They're going to probably feel better, but it's going to stagnate. They're not gonna get all the way to the goal that they have for themselves. And then you're gonna have another subset of people who make the changes and really don't see any results at all because there's more to the story. There's more to your story. So what we wanna do is dig down in and try to understand what's going on from the physiological level in your personal body, what has been your life experience. Because again, even something like a childhood trauma, and that doesn't necessarily mean abuse, that could just mean uh, maybe you were really sick as a child a lot or something like that. Those traumas are stored in the central nervous system and that can cause actually problems later in life. Or maybe you were a cesarean section birth. When you're cesarean section birth, you actually get a completely different set of uh, microbiome, so the bacteria in the in the gut in the body, you get a completely different set of that. So. As you go forward in your life, because you didn't get the normal set you would get through a vaginal birth, because you were a cesarean section, that can lead to different health problems as you get older. So maybe more asthma or more GI issues, more more likely to get sick, things like that, because what you were exposed to was not through what your mama was going to give you, but it's it's to whatever was in the air as you were born. So that makes a difference too. So the blood type itself is very good. You know, I've read through the blood type diet book. I read through some of the information, there's a lot of scientific backing, there's some really good stuff in it, but I think it only just tells part of the story. So again, for me, it's a template, it's a great starting point, but if it works for you, fantastic, just keep going, you have found what works for you and that's really important, it doesn't matter what I have to say about that, if it's working for you, you need to keep going in that vein because it's at the end of the day, it's not so much about what my expertise is, it's about what's working in your body. That's the most important thing for meals. So it's like, I can either help the body heal or I can be right. So I would rather help the body heal. And it doesn't matter what that is. That's why I I don't like to subscribe to any certain diet or any certain dogma because um, in the long run, what I've seen in my own practice is by trying to do a one size fits all, even if it's a very good healing diet, it doesn't work for everybody. And then we end up with you know, frustration on my end and frustration on the client's end because I have chosen a dogma over what my client's story is. So blood type diet, I think can be fantastic. I would just begin that as a template and find to implement it. It is going to be good changes for you. There's a lots of good, healthy things in there but if it only takes you so far or if you have a much more complex situation going on you know get with a practitioner someone who can help you dig down into what's really going on under there and make those correct and can help you make those corrections and identify things that are going on so again this is such a great 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 question because if with all of those diets it's just still true but partial some people it's going to be fantastic other people are just not going to do that well or they may do well with a modified version of it so it just It depends, depends on the person, always depends on the person and their story. So thank you, Patty, that was such a good question. I really appreciate that one. I had a question come in from Roxanne Lewis who with Eat Pretty Food, who will be on my show pretty soon. I'm so excited to have Roxanne. It's gonna be a really great show. And we're actually gonna be digging into the ketogenic diet. So you are gonna want to listen in because we're gonna talk a little bit more along the same vein that I was just discussing with you know choosing different diets and how they work for different people. So Roxanne is asking, could I explain why some people have digestive problems eating, uh, digesting, problems digesting red meat Um, some people do have problems with this it can cause um, a lot of bloating when they eat red meat it can cause um uh, indigestion reflux things like that problems in the bowel constipation things things along those lines so when i see someone who has an issue digesting meat the first thing i'm going to do is back it up to the stomach acid so Stomach acid is what starts breaking down protein. It is extremely common for people to have low stomach acid. That I know that's completely contrary to what we usually hear because there's a lot of medication out there for excess stomach acid. When we have when I see reflux and things like that it is very rarely because there's too much stomach acid it's because there's not enough and as we age it's very common for us to start producing less and less so again stomach acid is what starts the breakdown of protein in the body it's where it begins the carbohydrates start a little bit in the mouth with a little bit of the amylase um, enzyme being being produced but mostly that goes into the small intestine and fats are the same way it's going to be in the small intestine as the bile is released and lipase and starts emulsifying those into something that we can actually utilize but protein Starts in the stomach, so anytime I see an issue there with um, digesting meat and proteins in general, we want to look at the stomach. So we're going to back it up. We say, what's going on with the stomach acid? Are there any other symptoms around there? Is there some anemia? Iron is really um, stomach acid is really important for the use and digestion of iron. Is there a B twelve deficiency? So within the stomach acid there's something called an intrinsic factor, and the intrinsic factor actually has to sort of connect with B12 in order for us to absorb it. So if we don't produce enough stomach acid, we can very often be deficient in B12, and B12 is important for many range of things. Low, low energies, chronic fatigue can often be associated with low B12, and a lot of other stuff. I won't go all the way down there because it's way too much information for today. But that's the first thing that I would actually look at. Now, you can go and do a test. Um, It's called the hydro. Heidelberg test and see if you have low stomach acid. So it is something you can go to the doctor and you can have a test. It usually ranges a few hundred dollars, maybe about $300. depending on your situation. And I do not recommend doing this by yourself. I recommend absolutely doing this with a qualified professional because they need to assess your personal situation. Um, But you can also get HCL um, with pepsin tabs from the store. So that's actually a hydrochloric acid supplement. And you can do a kind of an HCL challenge. And by doing the challenge, you can identify whether or not you have a low stomach acid issue. I'm not going to go into that right now because I really, it's really important that you do that with a qualified professional and not just start experimenting on your own. You need to understand what you're doing, making sure that it's appropriate for you and that you're not going to end up causing problem. If you have ulcers, you absolutely should not be doing something like that. If you take a lot of um, ibuprofen and Tylenol, you don't want to do that either because it can actually lead itself to ulcers. So with it. When it comes to meat and issues with digesting red meat, that's the first place we want to look. There can also be a food sensitivity to red meat. There are there are just proteins, again, an issue with breaking down those proteins and not digesting them appropriately, stomach acid. But there can be a sensitivity to it as well. So that can be a whole other side of the issue. And the sensitivity is increasing inflammation in the body, which can lead to chronic and long-term disease issues if that food is not removed. And then the GI repair happens. Same thing with gluten. So if you have some irritation in the lining of the intestinal tract, something we would call leaky gut or intestinal permeability, where food is getting through the lining of the gut that's not supposed to and it's getting into the bloodstream and then the immune system launches an attack, That the lining of the gut can be healed and that can be repaired and sometimes those foods can be brought back in. So Again, it just kind of depends, again, it depends on what's going on for you, but that's the place that I would start to look first. And again, I would highly recommend if you're wanting to go down that path and do some of those testing to go ahead and get with a qualified professional. Another thing you could do is bring in apple cider vinegar before your meals, just like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. It's pretty strong and potent, but you can absolutely do that and that will help produce more stomach acid. It will trigger the lining to do that. Um, You can also use digestive bitters in the exact same way. So digestive bitters, um, you just put a little bit in the mouth. It's like it says, it's very bitter, but it can stimulate the production of stomach acid and it also um, stimulates the production of bile, which can help you break down fats if that's a problem for you too. So those were two really excellent questions. So I have just a couple more things I'm gonna get into when we come back from the break here. I hope you're getting some good information. Thank you for all your amazing questions. Two more when we come back. I will see you in a minute.
3: Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Clear Lake Today. Look, when I'm looking to find a business, a or place to eat in the Clear Lake and Bay Area first place I look clearlaketoday.com all the info I need can be found easily on clearlaketoday.com if you're looking to find a business you need to check clearlaketoday.com first if you own a business in the Clear Lake area you need to make sure your business information is on clearlaketoday.com to make sure your business news coupons videos and more can be found on clearlaketoday.com contact Doug Meisinger by emailing Doug at clearlaketoday.com.
1: What do you get
3: when you get associated?
2: They're super convenient and super friendly.
1: I love being a member and an owner of a
0: credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get
2: associated. Associated Credit Union of Texas. Lori Copper. A name you can trust. Lori A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori. Why are you saying it like that? Copy. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Copy. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori. Copy. Oh, for God's
3: sake.
0: Monica Sykes, Realtor, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio.
3: Bubba Shrimp Palace sets the standard for seafood in the Clear Lake and Galveston Bay area. With locations in San Leon and League City, Bubba Shrimp Palace offers a welcoming atmosphere and the freshest seafood available. And don't forget, Bubba Shrimp Palace is the home of the world famous Jimmy Walker sauce. Join us on Galveston Bay at 113 6th Street in sunny San Leon or on I 45 at 352 Gulf Freeway North in League City. Bubba Shrimp Palace, an original dining experience. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry, along with co-host Kelly Williams, for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-Vinyl L soundtrack and remember it's vinyl draft wear something nice
0: Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. I am your host, Amy Robison, and we are having a great time discussing your questions. We're doing Friday QA, and we have covered a load of stuff today. I know I have probably overwhelmed your brain with a whole bunch of information, but we've talked about kicking sugar, we've talked about nutrient-dense foods and budgeting food, organic versus non-organic. I've talked about gluten-free and what that really means and the best way to do it, how to get your kids to like veggies, sifting through all of the diets that are out there specifically we just touched a little bit on the blood type diet um, and how finding something that works specifically for you is really important and then also if you have issues digesting meats digesting red meat and you know reasons that that could be happening so if you missed all of that information I highly recommend going back and listening to it especially if you're just tuning in with me today and getting some of that information into your brain and hopefully I've given you some good tips and tricks um, to start making some adjustments that you can do right now as a opposed to some big overwhelming plan that you, you know, have to implement over time. So I've given you some good information today. So, um, Bertrand gave me this great question. How bad are artificial sweeteners for you really? So artificial sweeteners are pretty bad for you. Um, the big, one of the biggest issues, it does cause a lot of issues in the gut. So it can be really harmful for GI tract, but it's, most of them are neurotoxins. So that could be increasing things like lack of concentration. It could be just regular, just inflammation in the brain in general, um, issues with your memory, issues with brain fog, issue with brain fatigue, which is a little different than brain fog. Brain fog is like not being able to clear, think clearly, fuzzy thinking. Brain fatigue is not having stamina to, um, to think and do work. So maybe being, doing being at work within an hour you just you can't think your brain is kind of shutting down or being on the computer for an hour or two your brain is literally just shutting down from just excess fatigue so artificial sweeteners are are, are pretty toxic for the body. They also, I know what the tout, they tout that that is a better replacement for sugar because it's not increasing your glycine, you know, glucose in the body. So it's going to help you with diabetes. And that's actually not the case. Um, it can still trigger an insulin response because the body's seeing that as a sweet taste. And so it's recognizing that as a sweet taste. So it's still actually going to send insulin out into the body. The problem is there's no glucose for the insulin to shuttle in the cell. So now you end up with excess insulin in the body, and the body has to do something with that. When we have excess insulin in the body, that creates a lot of inflammation. Insulin is very important, but in excess, it's very, very inflammatory. And of course, it causes you to gain weight. It's one of the weight gain hormones. So artificial sweeteners are still contributing to that problem. They can cause GI distress because they're very they're very irritating to the gastrointestinal lining they're very hard in the liver because they are artificial the body doesn't really recognize them as a food it's it's still foreign even though it recognizes the sweet taste and provides the appropriate insulin release response although it's really not appropriate because there's no glucose um, it's very taxing on the liver because it is artificial it's man-made and the liver has to process that so if you're doing lots of diet Coke I know that's a big one for people and it's really hard to come off of diet coke it's Diet Coke clients I've had with Diet Coke issues—they're so much more addicted to it than regular Coke, and it takes so much longer to get them off. Usually, we go through a month process of titrating off of Diet Coke, like you titrate off of a medication. It's really intense and can make people really sick when they come off of it. And part of that is the artificial sweetener issue. So again, hard on the liver, hard on the brain, hard on the gut. It's just really not worth it. You're much better off actually d- using sugar, real sugar Um, as opposed to white sugar I'd use like a turbinado sugar which is like sugar in the raw Um, raw honey uh, real maple syrup not sugar-free maple syrup because then you're getting more of either high fructose corn syrup or you're getting an artificial sweetener in there so real maple syrup Um, using stevia can be okay for some people it's irritating for them Um, there is some potential issue um, hormone issue with, with stevia I've to seam out a little bit. So I don't want to dive into that too much, but just a potential problem if you're overdoing it on the stevia. You do just want to make sure that when you purchase it that you look at the ingredients because usually it will have dextrose or maltodextrin or um erythritol, which is a sugar alcohol. So you need to look at the ingredients because it still may have sugar in it. So you want one that is just pure stevia. And if you can get green leaf stevia, it's even better because then it's not so highly processed and it'll actually be a lot easier for the body to be able to deal with. So that's actually what I would recommend as opposed to doing your um, your artificial sweeteners. It's just much more beneficial for you than that. They are just they're really not your friend. I know that I know they really want to be in. They have really pretty packaging but they're really not friendly for you. So just move back to real sugar. It's a real product. Your body knows what it is. It knows how to metabolize it. It knows how to break it down. It knows how to use it. Artificial sweeteners are just what they are. They're artificial so the body doesn't know what to do with it. So it treats it like a foreign invader and it treats it like a toxin. And with excess toxins in the body once the liver is overloaded and liver does not store toxins it's just a filter but once the liver is overloaded and backed up those toxins have to be stored somewhere so we don't get sick and where they get stored is typically in our fat cells so if you're having an issue with weight gain and things like that that could actually be contributing to weight gain by increasing the toxic load in the body so just something else to kind of think about there um the last thing I really want to touch on here, and this came from um, Lana, who's a good friend of mine, and she had this great question about making changes, especially if you have a lot of if you have a lot of health issues, so you're having to do a fairly restrictive diet. About not being perfect. So going back to kind of that 80-20 rule, and talking about you know even being kind of obsessive with our diets and making changes. This is this can be really problematic because we get we can get really fearful about bringing foods in and really fearful about what to eat, and we don't want to do that. What we really want to do instead of always talking about, well, we got to take this out and restrict this and do this. We want to take... Really talk about all the things that you want to put into the diet. All these wonderful foods that you can now bring in and be a part of the diet. We do not want you to feel like you need to be perfect because it's not attainable. You're going to slip up, so to speak, and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get down on yourself and you're going to quit whatever health process you've already started and whatever whatever journey you've already started into. So when you make dietary changes, this is not about being perfect. So once you, if you have that in your mindset, it's something that you need to start. Kind of identifying and saying no i don't need to do perfect i just need to do better so when you kind of just do a little bit better every day i think it was the maya angelo saying when you know better you do better so as you start to know better and you start to again connect with the food that you're putting in your body you know realizing you know asking the question is this helping me is this harming me you know how is it benefiting me and start asking those questions and as you start making the changes And identifying things that are working for you and things that aren't working for you. So you might have to remove some things, but you might, you usually get to bring in a whole bunch of other things that you don't really, you know, think about eating. So you get kind of um, exposed to this huge range of food that's out there because a lot of us get in our ruts and we're eating maybe like baked chicken and, you know, green beans and a plain sweet potato. Well, that's really boring. Food should taste really good. So we don't want to get in the rut. We want to just start bringing in all of these other foods. But the idea of perfection often leads us to just feeling really bad about ourselves. And that's not the option. And it also adds a lot of stress, this idea that if we're not perfect and we're not very regimented, um, that we're not going to make the gains that we need and we're not going to feel better. And that's part of the reason I recommend seeking out someone to work with. So work with a professional, work with a functional medicine doctor, an integrative doctor, work with a health coach, work with a nutritionist, work with someone who can walk you through the process. So number one, it's not overwhelming. And number two, they can identify and address those kind of thought patterns and behavior patterns with you. So you don't feel like you have to do this big overwhelming thing. They can really help you make the steps very simple. They can tailor it to your life, to your lifestyle, and help you make changes that are going to be lasting giving you the education, giving you the tools to actually make those changes and do really well for yourself overall. You know, if you're on a really special diet, a really restricted diet, and you're in, you know, social settings and, you know, maybe work settings and things things along those lines, it can be really overwhelming. And again, we go back to that feeling of being perfect and, you know, we don't want to go into those those social situations and feel like we're being left out also. So if you're going into a social situation, you know, eat something before you go and always offer to bring something with you because that can be really, really helpful of you feeling like you're a part of what's going on, that you're not having to be perfect. No one is gonna ask you weird questions because I know I've had weird questions or felt uncomfortable or I've gone into situations when I first started making changes and felt like I had to be so perfect. You know I had gluten, just gluten and dairy removed from my diet early on. And I felt like I had to be so perfect that I actually created anxiety. I would get stressed out and almost crying in the car on the way to either going out to eat or, you know, maybe going into some kind of a social setting like that because I was so scared. I was so scared of doing something wrong, getting exposed to something. And I wasn't able to enjoy myself because I had this idea that I had to be extremely perfect. Now, obviously, because the foods were an issue for me, I had to monitor that. But at the same time, perfection is not is not the key. It's understand what your body needs and I would really highly recommend finding someone who can help you do that. So we're wrapping up the show. I can't believe we only have 30 seconds left. I missed some of your questions. So I'm sorry if I did not get to you. I think I have like five questions that I still did not get to, but I hope I've given you plenty of information where you can make some really great changes as you go into 2018 this year. I'm excited for you. We have a really great lineup coming into next month. So I have Roxanne Lewis of Eat Pretty Foods going to be on. We're going to be digging down into diets, specifically the ketogenic diet. So you'll want to tune in for that. Erica Jensen with Respire Wealth will be back and we'll be digging down into investments. And Veronique Eberhart with Joyous Living will also be back and we're going to talk about goals. So that will be a great, some great topics for you going into 2018. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me this first month of my show. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting you back here next month. Have a very safe and happy New Year's Eve.
2: Hey, this is Doug with Clear Lake Today and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio.